Before our episode this week of The Two Left Feet, the unofficial Labour Party podcast, we would first like to make a statement of apology to George Galloway. We would like to apologise for calling Mr George Galloway a racist on the previous podcast. It was not our intention to imply that his sacking from talk radio in 2019 for alleged anti-Semitic tweets where he congratulated Liverpool FC for beating Tottenham FC and said, no Israel flags on the cup, was in any way racist, or at the very least, prejudice. We are sure if Mr Galloway were to see tweets about his beloved Celtic FC, that if they lost, less Irish tricolours would be seen, he would take it in the dumb stereotyping of a team and its links to a foreign country in which it is intended, and not a sinister trope about all Celtic fans also being IRA supporters. We of course do not view Mr Galloway as having troubling opinions or views when he accused the Scottish Justice Secretary, Hamza Youssef, on Twitter this year of not being more Scottish than him or not a Celt like him. It would be going too far for us to say that this sounds a little bit racist. Of course, people can be misinterpreted on Twitter and it would be indiscreet of us to view Mr Galloway as a racist for anything he said online. It's not like he has ever implied prejudiced views in a real-life setting. Indeed, we are sure that when he said he was not going to debate Elon Aslan Levy when he found out he was Israeli partway through a debate because he said he had been misled, he must have simply been referring to his opponent's political position, even though the debate was entitled Israel should withdraw immediately from the West Bank and this may have been obvious from the start. We are sure Mr Galloway was just confused when he implied that he didn't debate people based on their nationality. It would be wrong to focus on his more sinister statements and misinterpret them as racist when they are just politically incorrect. Like when he was MP for Bradford West and declared it an Israel-free zone in 2014. This of course was part of a boycotting goods movement, which is commendable. It's arguably a worthy cause to boycott goods produced in the occupied territories. We are sure that is what he meant when he warned away Israeli goods, services, but also academics and tourists. We should be forgiving of Galloway and his troubling views. It was wrong for us to call him a racist. We hope those out there listening will understand why we could ever make such a mistake. We are sorry, George Galloway, not MP for anywhere. You self-serving, fedora-wearing, bigoted quit. <laughs> to another edition of your favourite show. It's the Two Left Feet, the unofficial Labour Party podcast, and we've got one full show, an action-packed show for you today, full of hate, hate speech all round, hate speech from the start, hate speech all the way through. It's one hateful, vengeful, horrible, horrible, hateful episode of the two left feet how could you get more hateful well i'll tell you what all you have to do is watch a english final in a european cup and i guarantee you all of that hateful energy will come out in every single pore and crevice across the country um well in england anyway and of course uh, we opened the show with a little apology to to the fedora wearing bigot well you know a few people might have commented on that as as far as we're concerned for those of you who wanted to say uh, justify your comments, well, I think they're properly justified. So any any complaints about last week's episode, 
there was your apology, George, at the beginning. And still, if you do, if you do want to come on the show, by all means, do so. But without further ado, because um, this is a full episode, this is another action-packed episode. This is one episode that you don't want to miss because it's got a lot of things have happened this week. And we've got very little time to talk about it. So, without further ado, by the way, I'm I'm David Vaughan, your host with the most, and with me, alongside me, by my side, in shotgun, riding alongside the main man himself, is your friendly local neighbourhood councillor, the man who can, the vegetable connoisseur. It's councillor Jay Bears Oaks. Hello, Jay. Hi. I. Uh- I had a minor panic attack then when you said lots has happened. This lots of lot, lot. lots, <laughs> so much has happened. You've so lost the use happened. of your voice. And I was like, has it? I'm not. I'm not aware of anything happening. No, no. I mean, I mean, in in this in this week where, uh, even though I said in a previous podcast, maybe the the use of of, of taking the knee before uh, football matches was a thing that was overused or overdone or wasn't a. Uh, well, uh, significant, not significant, but it wasn't as impactful as before. And I gave my reasons why, but all my reasoning for that that opinion in a previous podcast can get thrown completely out the window now. I expect it to be done in every match, in every league across the United Kingdom for the rest of the next season. Well done, English fans. You have proven Dav wrong. Yes. It's not, a, yes, it's not ex- an easy feat. No, no, no. <laughs> you did it. I mean, well it, done. I mean it, t- it took a couple of thousand knuckle dragging quits to do it but yes i was proven wrong when i i sort of took the assumption from all right maybe my point of view as a, as a football fan that maybe it was the uh the the impact of the gesture as he, as pretty patel would call it you know an empty political gesture well, I, I I took it as being is possibly that it, it needs to be reserved in in occasions where it would need to be brought out as a as a show of solidarity when something happens or when there's an issue or blah de blah to show that football and football fans are still in solidarity yeah. with mm. not just you know just to kick racism out as it has been for years. Mm-hmm. But no, these fucking troglodytes. And I, and and I know I know I've started off the show with more bleeps than I don't know f-ing bleep. operation. Yes, <laughs> I I I'm, it's it's got me that, uh, and it's got so many people that angry and disappointed and ashamed. Mm. It's, that, it's like it's adding it's not adding fuel to the fire. It's adding you know a waterfall to a you know a waterfall of petrol to a, a, a <laughs> something to, like that to a, an ember that was mm. never seen. Well, not never seen it. An ember that was. Smelt, but yeah, rarely seen. I mean, seen. it was really disappointing to lose as a England fan, which I am. Oh well, I, well we'll get into the match yeah. itself in, do in, in a bit. <laughs> well, no, no, a little bit, a little bit, because you know, mm. I mean, in terms of um, gentle rivalry, mm. uh, I'm you know I'm Welsh. All I'm saying. Oh, you're not Italian then. I was for a day. Yeah, <laughs> I was also Danish. <laughs> I was also Ukrainian. I'm, I'm not. And no, actually, no, I wasn't Ukrainian. I was glad England beat Ukraine. Yeah, but mm. uh, yeah, I was German for a day. You know, on various points, I, I, I felt more European in this tournament than I've ever felt. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I took on the abilities of anyway. We, that we'll talk about in a bit. But no, going back to this. So, um, this <laughs> unbelievable. No, it's not unbelievable. It's it's perfectly believable. And I can and and 
it it disheartens me and and disheartens so many people to think this is still going on. Yeah. Because did you did you see Twitter after uh after the match? And yes. and then the next day I, hmm. I I couldn't I couldn't I had to stop myself from reading some of the 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 fucking shit that was being tweeted by these fucking troglodytes to three lads who gave their best. Mm. And it, it is, is absolute. Oh, every single one of those people need putting against the wall and giving a kick in. Because... Like they did to the Italian fans. Like they did to the Italian fans. Yeah, it's just that, disgusting. The whole I thing. Mean, it just oh, puts a shame oh, no, I mean, I mean that, that's, not going, that's not going into the fact that everything that happened around Wembley before, during yeah. and after the mm-hmm. match... And across London, Leicester Square... You know, well, acro- right. I mean, across a lot of part- many mm. parts of, of England as yeah. well. But I mean, regardless of that, uh, you will never see a major tournament in the UK for a long time now. Yeah, that's it. That's it. UEFA, uh, FIFA, they will look at what happened this past weekend and go, do you know what? We'll come back when you've grown up. Well, the FA were already fined because of all the booing. And all the all the nastiness and what fifteen grand something like that yeah but yeah no, but it's still you know it's token still gesture something yeah mm. I mean if you if you want to fight, but then you know mm. maybe it's a case of the FA the English FA need to be put under the cosh a little bit more by UEFA and if if that if that runs into club football mm. then so be it they've done it before yeah yeah they've yeah. done it in the past that mm. you know they they've banned all English clubs from. Uh, European competition oh, they on club they level. They? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, because mm. of something that happened. because of Liverpool. Yeah, because Liverpool fans killing Italian fans, mm-hmm. pushing walls on them. Anyway, we've annoyed enough them. football fans this evening, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Celtic, Liverpool. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So and then a mural gets racially abused. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the language was underneath. I think that that's that. I don't really want to know the language. Underneath. No, it's it's really quite encouraging that the community covered it up so quickly. That yes, there are like no. There are no of pictures it of it at all. Yeah, all we know is that there's something horrible underneath that. Mm-hmm. It will be cleared up, but well done to everyone who went there and showed showed these <laughs> that they are in the absolute minority. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but then you got you know Marcus Rashford who has done more for disadvantaged people in this country than a Tory government of the last 12 years could ever amount to and ever propose or campaign for. Well, it's all just gestures, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 but it's gestures. gestures. Absolute gestures. Pretty Patel, f***ing resign. Like I said, people, this is a hate-filled episode. And and it's not necessarily the hate-filled that you were thinking of, the kind of hate-filled that you were seeing on Sunday night and... For the last twelve years, this is this is a different kind of hate. This is a different kind of hate for the ha- hate for the hatred. Let's fight hate with hate. Listen, Dav, we can't we can't. Honest fire. to God, if I was in Star Wars, I'd be beyond the fucking dark side now. <laughs> we can't sack the Home Secretary, Dav. Why not? He's bit. Bu- she's busy making illegal migrants illegal. Yes, that's literally what she's doing, and it's really important that those pointless gestures. Are carried on through. Well, fair enough. I mean, uh, Pretty Patel is very busy. I mean, it was, it was. She was so busy that when she heard that a foreign trophy was coming to England and was told it's coming home, she sent it away to Italy, deported it. 
<laughs> Unbelievable this week. And, and here's the thing. I'm 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 obviously everyone knows I'm Welsh or English. I, I I do take an interest in football. I enjoy it. It is a pastime that that I that I you know, it's one of those People say it's the it's the nation's love. It is. Mm, it brings people absolutely. together. It, it's so empowering. It's so you know an amazing feeling to be a part of a, a club or a, mm. or a country or a, you know in a, in a sporting venture. But it's community as well. All these clubs across the country and acro- across the world, they're community based. Most of them, you you, you develop a, a bond with everyone within the stands and 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 everywhere you travel to. It's a it's a it's a brilliant, and I do encourage people, do go support your local football club. Do it. I mean, the amount of people who say they'll never watch football again after this tournament, after that final, mm. is disgusting. That should not be the case. It should be an event that brings people together. Everyone that thought in England now, everyone who thought that the next day on the Monday that it would be a case of, there you go, well done England, you got to the very final match of a tournament, first time in 55 years. Yep. Yeah, you didn't win it, but there we go, it was something to be proud of. Something to be proud of. Mm. How can any anyone in England be proud of that? No. And I'm, mm. and, and I'm you know, okay, Wales fan, but still, part of the UK. Mm-hmm. Everyone woke up just going, that's shameful. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly shameful. And then to get the likes of uh, that Ed. Which one now? Oh, Johnson. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Johnson. <laughs> you know, who then waffles on and says, oh, yes, you know, we should just, you know, condemn this. But at the same time, we'll say things like Piccaninnies. Yeah. Watermelon smiles. Letterboxes. Let, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, ju- just throw away comments as though they're hilariously funny. Mm-hmm. That that's the kind of fact. Oh. No, it is. It we've got to be. I mean, it. I know it's um it's picking up on this whole woke thing and all that. But to be hypersensitive now to racism is really important because this is what it, happens. This isn't hypersensitivity. No, but that's what I'm saying. Others will call it hypersensitive, and they shouldn't because when you let these stuff, this stuff go, this casual stuff go. It turns this, into no. Yeah, okay. When, when, I, I understand you. I understand where the point and, we're going and to, it, and it just, it just, it fucking leads to this. You know, nasty, bigoted comments towards hardworking, you know, like football players who have yeah. done their best, and it's, it's just horrible. It is. It, yeah, Don't but be it's, mean. But it's not oversensitive. Mm. This is a blatant, att- not an attempt. This is this is a blatant action of genuine hatred of and of mm. a of an ethnic group of a, someone with colored skin yeah you know oh mm. it's a different color to my skin mm. therefore i hate them because they can't take penalties and da, 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 and all of this horrible vile vile bile vile bile that gets spewed mm. from the mouths of these horrible troglodyte <laughs> does it does that sort of emphasize my point yeah it is 2021. Mm. How the hell is it still possible that the views of these these people are still prevalent today? How, after so many years, where it, it you know, but it comes into a, a, a world where I, I I just feel it's normal that to have to see so many different varieties of people is the same as I don't know. Do you, do you get 
do you have sort of apprehension when you see different breeds of dogs? Oh my God, that's that's a that's a that's a sausage dog, mm. or Dachshund, whatever its, its proper name is. Do, do you suddenly have hatred for a for a Labrador? Do you have detesting feelings for a cocker spaniel? No, they're just dogs. They're all lovely. You take a dog, you know, and it's brilliant. And cats and different mm. kind of cats, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're all they're all fine. Why is it that why is it that these thick idiots can't seem to comprehend that these these minor differences do not make this the slightest impact whatsoever on how someone behaves or because, thinks because or how much intelligence oh actually i mean if there, if there is any argument of how much intelligence there are with a race well hey mm. it's the yeah, other way around well, lads yeah. the mean, other bloody way around it was really nice to see the thoughtful retorts from i think all of them now i think all of the fo- a lot of the footballers have responded to this and they're just so thoughtful. They're not throwing shit back, and they're not, you know, they're, no. they're under so much pressure. Marcus, Ra- Marcus Rashford have made, risen, made, a, yeah. made a fantastic reply mm. on Twitter, and um, then there's obviously Saka and Sancho as well, mm. which um, I, 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 I haven't seen any replies from them, but I, I'd imagine they'd be devastated. They were devastated anyway. Yeah, and it was it was a really important moment to see that how much they they cared about the whole yeah. thing. And you know, to see him hugging Gareth Southgate and him Southgate, taking care of him, yeah, and looking Southgate, after him, it was, it was great. Brilliant manager. And though. I hope, and I hope they, you know, they're all looking out for each other now. That, that there's for me, there's an easy reason why this is happening because a lot of people are now being told that the horrible things that they sometimes think are they're okay to think and they're okay to say out loud. Now, of course, you're always allowed to think silly things in your head. Saying them. As for some reason, we've all just agreed, or a, a huge part of politics has just agreed. Oh no, we can't stop people saying things now. You know, it, it's oh, it's too woke and it's too yes, it's too which, oversensitive. Which which it's, brings it's a, just absolute yeah. yeah. Oh, well, mm. This is another subject that we, we we're going to have to touch on today. Is the um, what Labour have dubbed the hate speech bill? Yep. Which is uh, if I read here, it's the Higher Education Freedom of Speech Bill. Yep. Which. I get the feeling when I read that it's the um, it's the old sort of again it's the yes minister thing. Mm. Stick what you want people to think it is in the title or the tough bit in the title, mm-hmm. and then everything below it, no one will read anyway and, and allow it through. But then, so what? What they're trying to put over is that it's the freedom of speech bill. Yeah. Uh, at universities in England. Mm-hmm. Now, now you you did read about this before we started recording. So just for the listeners, give a brief outline on what this bill is is meant to do what this bill is meant to do is to prevent individuals from being cancelled so stopped from speaking at universities based on certain char- certain characteristics such as their individuality uh, like who they are their views what groups they're part of etc etc it gives certain powers to these people to sue the universities that are cancelling them it also gives um responsibilities to universities and to student unions to make sure that they're encouraging freedom of speech and allowing anyone okay so why would a university cancel or cancel a a um a guest speaker let's say some society or some group has organized a a, a speaker say george Galloway. oh, no, oh well. <laughs> yeah but he wouldn't turn up he'd, he'd come halfway he'd, through and yeah, then leave a, yeah and then leave because he's found a reason not to not to yeah. debate them 
uh, or or someone much more controversial say as a holocaust denier and uh, this, this is that the say someone much more controversial oh, right. such as a holocaust denier that is what i said then the words i use don't trick me into okay. saying <laughs> um george galloway is not a holocaust denier no he's just a bigot yeah <laughs> <laughs> basically it could let bad people with bad views say horrible bad things but then but then but then hang on a minute but then surely the university would vet any speaker coming in anyway but this law might prevent them from doing that well hang on hang on they can't they can't surely there can't be a law to say that a private company which most universities are Mm. must book someone for a for a talk I mean, it's, surely it's not it, saying that they must book someone. It's saying that they they can't not book book someone based, based on, on their views oh, and their group. Okay, yeah. so it's, it's so it's the same difference as say the licensing act, where you can't not serve someone based on discriminatory uh, uh, positions yeah, yeah. of race, gender, blood, mm-hmm. disability, blah. Mm-hmm. But you can refuse anyone for no reason yes. to serve alcohol. Yeah. So it's that same sort it's, it's of, that kind it's of thing. That, yeah. Is it that ghetto? Yeah. So and that's, you, and that's what the um, the person I can't have forgotten his name, uh, the Tory who um, he was defence minister at one point, also education minister. In fact, he will be education minister now. That's why he's putting the bill forward. Uh, his name. And um, the uh, he basically said, well, the reason why you wouldn't be able to have horrible people saying horrible things is because of the other laws we have, such as the Equalities Act and the hate, you know, hate speech laws and that kind of thing. Um, but he seems to be forgetting a key, like rule of law, which is the the latest bills pass sort of override anything previous, bu- previous anything yeah. before. Um, I'm not sure how that would operate in this context, um, because obviously the Equalities Act and the Human Rights Act. Gavin Williamson. Gavin Williamson. That's his lovely name. The horrible weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but um, oh, don't 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 Jay. We'll have to do another apology in the. I'm in not apologising because I call someone a horrible weirdo. I call people horrible weirdos all the time. Yeah, but, but yeah. I'll call you a horrible weirdo in a minute. Yes, horrible but that's weirdo. true. <laughs> yes, yeah, fair enough. I apologise for calling Gavin Williamson <laughs> a horrible weirdo. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> horrible, fair enough. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the weirdo. It's bit. the weirdo bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you know he's a weirdo? That's true. Well, just when he talks. Have you have you, have you seen? Do you know who he is? I know who he is. He's now, such yeah. a weirdo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right. Yes. So, 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 so this, uh, as as Labour Party have said, this is this is more like a hate speech bill than a, a freedom of speech bill. Yeah, and I think because what is what is Labour's concern over it? That because of the way the bill's formulated and the language it uses, and as we discussed, you know, its position in sort of history of of laws and that kind of thing. Yes, it's going to allow or prevent universities from protecting students from bigoted and horrible views. And until is that is that is that a genuine night, concern? Until or not last night? What day are we on now? Where did we're, they lose? Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, we're recording this <laughs> yeah. on Tuesday, so you'll be hearing this from Wednesday. Mm. What is it? Fourteenth of July. Yeah. So tomorrow. until Sunday, I was a bit like, "Well, is that really a concern?" Skeptical. Because, you know, skeptical, cynical, and then yeah. Sunday happened, and then the troglodytes <laughs> are out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, yeah, they're, 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 but then okay, so but then. But it still allows capacity for universities to refuse people before the booking. Well, we don't know, and that's the problem. We it needs to be tested, and it's the kind of thing you don't really want testing when you're trying to protect so, so vulnerable people. You know. So there's a possibility 
that a speaker, a controversial speaker, let's let's say a hypothetical speaker mm-hmm. called I don't know George, for instance. Um, not 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 the other George that we spoke about for a hypothetical George, George Foreman. No, not George Foreman. <laughs> I think he's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, no, no, George. Was it George? No, Foreman George Foreman's got, not sorry dead. Sorry to go on a tangent. Wasn't doesn't George, George isn't George Foreman caught because he's been punched in the head so many times? Yeah, he had to call all of his sons George because otherwise he'd forget their names. I don't know names. if that's true. But I think that, that is, is true. <laughs> that is that is brilliant and sad at the same time. Yeah, but you know, uh, I've got I've got one of his grills. Brilliant. Um, as long as you're not George Formby or anything. Anyway, just stop it. No. <laughs> A generic. That's, oh, do you know what? Let's just not. Let's call him. Call him uh, a generic speaker who is controversial. Called Andrew. Okay. Because all Andrews are, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, some are potentially nonces as well. Mm. But but they can't be tried in court because of who their mother is. Anyway, um, so this potential controversial. Radical, revolutionary slash whatever you want to whatever whatever defamatory comment of some sort of against your politics what word whether he's incredibly woke or in fatuatiously gammon mm-hmm. goes to university and says I would like to uh, speak here I have a couple of students who say they want me to speak here yeah uh, because blah de blah and I want to come here in I don't know November mm-hmm. blah. If the university are aware of this this controversial, hate-filled person, not me, I mean, I'm hateful for different reasons today, mm-hmm. but, um, and they say no, and they don't give a reason why, in the same context that the Licensing Act of, what is it, 2004, gives yeah. allowances to licensees to refuse the mm-hmm. sale of alcohol to any person for, for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Is that is that would that be tested? Is that going to be tested now? Yes, almost invariably, it has to be tested. Otherwise, and, we don't know the answer. And okay, there's not enough scope the, in the bill. Okay, th- to to tell us what the words mean. I know that sounds odd to you know. Why has this been rushed through? Yes, but considering what rushed- it, considering what it is, yes, absolutely, it's been rushed through. So this is another law where it's gone. It's affecting a tiny amount of situations. You know, this kind of thing very rarely happens. But what? And- okay, okay, okay. If it's a tiny amount of situations, it's obviously a tiny, tiny to the to the seeming general public. Mm. But obviously, it means a lot to the current government. Yeah. So what does it mean to the current government? I mean, we're, we're, well, they're a bunch of right-wing claptraps, so it's it's just a way for them to continue to to press the message as what we said before. What into that we are turning into too much of a woke society and we need to stop being oversensitive to racism, etc., etc., etc. So they believe that the university bed is where this this kind of thing is birthed. this left-wing yeah. wokeism yeah. is being generated mm-hmm. from. So Generally, you don't need to make it more complicated. So they are in danger of making this yes, more complicated. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and then and, and they're using PR to try and yeah. They should call it out for what it is, which is just it's just a bad law. No, I nearly said something awful. Then. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just giving cause to that nonsense right wing view that we're turning into a p you know politically correct woke society where everyone with different views. Gets well, hypersensitivity. Watching football, thinking, you know, yeah. this this is too much, mm-hmm. and then going on Twitter and then putting emojis of certain animals on other people on footballers' Twitter pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because obviously, it's and the, they're getting sacked for it because um, they don't realise what the what the laws are which already exist. Yeah, but there we go. <laughs> and yes, so the so with regards to this law, uh, it's obviously it's it's going to the House of Lords now. Yeah, it's been passed by the Commons. No, it could pass second reading, so it might be third reading. Is I'm that sure. it was that third reading today? I think it was second reading today. I'm not sure. So, so no, Labour's. Mo- this is where it gets stupid, and I hate this country. <laughs> so, Labour's motion to prevent second reading was lost. Right, right. So now it goes to second reading next week, I think. Right. So this has got another couple it's of got weeks. Third reading, and then it's got the House of Lords, and then it will ping, be ping ponged because the House of Lords are going to lose their shit. Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can. Ima- I can imagine the Lords mm. are going to. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, see this, the un- undemocratic, unelected house. Appointed by an elected house. Well, mostly, well, yeah. apart from the 92. What, out of 800 and something? Still. Fun fact. Oh, here we go. Genuinely fun fact. You know who was elected? Right, 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 right. Yes, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. And there are now th- two... be careful what you, how you use the word fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, people, I, I know our audience. Know, I think I, people know right now. I know our <laughs> audience is more of a, um, more of a politically or orientated sort of people, or politically interested. Maybe not orientated. Uh, even the word "fun" on this could be a stretch too far. But I know where you're going with this. There are now two sons of Tony Benn. Yes, in Parliament. Yes, there is Hillary Benn, who we who know, is in the who, House of Commons, who is in the House of Commons, and we know very well. There's also now the Viscount Stansgate, Stephen Benn, Stephen, Stephen Benn, yeah, I Stephen think, is it? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Stephen Benn. Yeah, the third Viscount Stansgate, who's taken on, who was well, who was appointed by the Labour peers. Yeah, he was appointed by the Labour peers in the very odd system of elections where the aristocracy still get to elect ninety-two hereditary peers. To the House yeah, of Lords. but yeah, but the party's peers. Yes, so so each party gets a, a, a certain a amount, certain number, yeah. yeah. And the Labour Party peers voted for a descendant of someone who, who denounced rejected and rejected <laughs> the whole of their peerages, type. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes politics does not transfer to the next generation. No, but he's he's a he's he sounds like a lovely bloke, and he says he's you know he's a specialist in various things, and he wants to be a working peer Is he? and that kind of thing. Yeah, see, I, I know nothing about the, the, yeah. the, the, no. So so uh, hmm. so he has he has got talents to bring to that chamber. Yes, and, and many of them do. To be fair, I mean oh, right. the the age the age of um, that's not true because <laughs> there's still plenty of people experience. Who are just, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of people who know a lot of stuff in there. Which, anyway. which, which, mm. which I know we've spoken off air and over the last couple of years, mm. um, which really is what a second house should be. It should be a house of experts. Yeah, that's what Ireland's got. Very yeah, good house of experts. Mm. You know, not necessarily a power to stop a law, no, uh, but certainly to make laws better. And that's that's the case across the world now with the Westminster system. Most um, senates, even elected senates, don't have the power to stop the primary house. You know, it's just yeah. Anyway, yes, uh, right. Other things. So yes, th- I do you know I forgot about. I didn't even put that on my list. And I forgot about that. I'm glad you remembered that. <laughs> because obviously, because, that's the only thing I spotted this week yeah, that piqued my interest. Because, because here, because here on the two left feet, we are obviously, uh, you know, we we like to be cutting edge with the news and, and getting with it. But you know, which is why next week we'll probably be doing a, a an election review from 30 years ago or something. Which you know, as we as we as we do from occasions. <laughs> But if you do want to get in touch with us to have your say on 
the subjects today or in any previous episode, you can do. You can always get in touch with us. I know there's been a lot of people getting involved on Twitter with um, with uh, uh, the two left feet, joining us on Twitter, following us and, and starting to listen to the podcast. We say hello to you all. Good, he- good, good health to you, and and and, con- and congratulations for finding the best Labour podcast going. Uh, so, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch via email. It's labourpod at gmail dot com. So that's labourpod, all one word, at gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, and the handle is at labourpod, all one word. Uh, we're on plenty of different platforms, all sorts of platforms, including YouTube, uh, which more episodes are going up as we can put them and, and as, as I have time to put them up, to be honest. Uh, we're on Deezer and Stitcher and Google Podcasts and all sorts of different uh, platforms. Do have a search with us. We're still not on, on Apple Podcasts. Say YouTube again. YouTube. Thank you. I just want that on the record. YouTube. That's it. Yeah, as we dis- as we discuss, the more you say it, the weirder it sounds as a, as like a group of words. Yes, I think we discussed this already. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a non-violent yeah. threat. YouTube. Anyway, uh, so you can get in touch with us in various different ways. You could also, at any point on any platform, uh, like our podcast to show that you actually like that. Oh, uh, um, uh, we did have a returning uh, listener. Mm. Who did mention on last week's episode that she's continuing to enjoy uh, listening to our podcasts? Oh, very good, uh, Annette. Oh, really? Yes, Annette got in touch <laughs> to say she 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 loves listening to these podcasts, and we love you listening to these podcasts and love listening to them. If that makes any sense. So, big shout out to Annette. Thanks. Well, you can say a little bit more and say thank you to your adoring fans. Hey. I just I can only record this in with the you know pretend view that no one else that is no one else is listening. Otherwise, it's it's scary. Okay, well, Annette's <laughs> listening, so hello, Annette. Uh, yes, yeah, so please do like, share, subscribe, and and comment, and obviously send us your comments because especially this week, I'd like to I like to see that there, there'll be comments, you know, denouncing what happened properly, denouncing not just not just the token gestures. Yeah. From certain people in 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 the big green benches there, mm. um, but yeah, do get in touch. Have your say as well. Any subject, even bring up your own subject. And uh, again, and uh, listeners, uh, open invite for you humanoids out there. If you are a Labour Party member or activist or re- and it definitely a representative of the Labour Party on any governmental level, whether that be parish council, town council, regional government. As any as, uh, mayoral assemblies, maybe even MP or a lord. I would, mm. definitely, yes, absolutely. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us to be a part of the show, by all means, we would love to hear from you and discuss what you are doing for your community and your area and your patch under the Labour Party banner and what, as a Labour Party member, you are doing for the public. Thanks. So then, with that being said, uh, we'll carry on with the rest of the show. Uh, other things this week. Today, uh, the government and, and parliament have decided to reduce international aid. Yeah. Uh, some people seem, don't seem to see this as a big problem. Well, Is it a problem? It's enough of a problem for various um, 
philanthropists across the world to feel like they have to step in and um, protect projects which are now going to suffer because of what, this uh, what sudden... Do you, what do you mean philanthropists are about to step in? Such as Bill Gates and others. So... They feel like they have to step in and help. Well, isn't that a good projects. thing? Um, it's a good thing. Isn't that a good thing that people who have avoided tax are now spending their money on things that were subs- uh, subsidised by taxpayers? Yes, but the other side of the coin is that we now have projects being decided and funded by people who aren't elected to make those decisions. Yes, yeah. and that's no different to our government, isn't it? <laughs> PR. Ah, we right, PR. okay, we need PR. Okay, <laughs> so... so I I don't know I I keep trying to find how much of the budget they slashed today. Or so it's gone down from 0.9 to 0.7 percent of, of of GDP. Of GDP, yeah. So that, government spending. Yeah, I thought GDP. Yeah. That's quite a lot. Yeah. So total government spending, which mm. is what? Uh, quick maths: 122 billion, I think. I'm not sure. So you're talking about a billion, nearly. Yeah. So it's probably from 0.9 to 0.7. Yeah. That's it's probably about the, the concern is not so much the amount, but the 200, 300, 300 million, maybe. Yeah, it's the suddenness of it. So some projects I, were not aware. That no, but then happen. that amount of money the Tories uh, basically used on very dodgy PPE contracts. It was about the same amount of money. Well, you know. I mean, they were willing to throw that money away. Well, you know, it's corruption, isn't it? Everyone's doing it. It's all fun and games. So, okay, so what... what <laughs> Try and explain to people who have not really looked into this, hmm. i.e. me, uh, where is this funding going? Why are we funding foreigners? Why are we giving taxpayers' money to other countries when there are things that need sorting out in this country? There's several reasons. The first is that it's necessary for the richest countries in the world to help the poorer countries in the world. <laughs> Why? Because of moral obligation um certain histories some of these countries have towards other countries involving imperialism which i mentioned cautiously without getting tied up in a debate about imperialism do you mean do you mean old empire yeah so for example we fund a lot of projects in india and we should continue to do so because we have a connection with india positive negative however you want to look at it Let's keep helping the poorest in India with our controlled government-funded projects, which ensure they do great and good things and make sure that we improve the literacy of the world, for example. More people read now because of our taxpayers' money in other places. And we're talking about places which are so far below okay, so literacy what, levels you, in this you, country. You bring up India, but India have got a space programme. The, um, the government of India have funded a space program. So they've got a space program in the same way that we have a space program. So what? Three men in a field sending up a homemade rocket. But yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it it they have got rockets into space, but they need the help of other nations to do it, and so do we. It's not. It's it's, and also it's, it's. Why would you not help a country with disgraceful levels of poverty? Why would you not have, try and help its people when its government are being irresponsible and spending, well, hang on, they, they, spending, hang on, yeah. spending money on a on a space project? You know, is that not a morally good thing to, for for our government to do? Um, yeah, and, and I think the government of the United Kingdom has tried to help India with its poverty problem in the past. <laughs> I mean, it even tried to you know, completely remove poverty completely. What by removing poor people? Yes. 
by starving him. Mm. That was that's, that was the policy about that was that was Churchill's policy. Wasn't well, it? <laughs> it was yeah in in uh, yeah in certain parts of India, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So all right. You're not going to drag me into saying George, um, um, Churchill was a was, was a dick <laughs> as well. I apologise to Ch- I apologise yeah, to George. Yeah. Okay. So if that's the case, so it's an old empire, and 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 that's also, one. That's one of the arguments. And there the, are I, more. I heard the argument of destabilisation yeah. of certain mm-hmm. regions mm-hmm. where British interests uh, lie in keeping the region stable. Yeah. Whether it's for extraction of minerals mm-hmm. or Oil, ores. I said there, O R E S. Okay. You looking like that? Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize yeah, what you yeah, did. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't. I generally didn't. Well, that's for Tory Party conference. Anyway, wow. Um, <laughs> oil, all sorts of uh, wood. Yeah. Every, you know, mm-hmm. also agriculture. Now, you know, yeah. South Sudan. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of these different things, I heard that it, it is a is a possibility that. Some of this funding is going to keep in keeping regions stable for us to be able to exploit. Um, in a in a in a way, but that's that's the nature of global capitalism. That's not you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not mincing the words mm. in terms of it is what it is. Yeah, it is I mean, giving I mean, money to help you, poor you... people in those regions to stop them fighting amongst themselves, so we can mm. rob everything from their land. The the problem is, is that I mean that's you... the only reason why we're actually giving money or any money at all. Yeah, it was it's so we can stop feeling bad about the past yeah, yeah. and also stop feeling bad about the inevitable future. Yeah, where we take middle class guilt even more. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Uh, look, look, it's like it's like why do we fund education in this country? Is it because we want everyone to be able to read, or is it because we don't we want less criminals? No, we educate if, people in this country know. just enough so they can work and produce something. Well then, well then, whichever one of those arguments you want to pick for the domestic policy, the same argument can be used for international policy. And, and, and that's and, my view. And, and, and to be fair, I, I pick think a uh, mix. You oh, pick whichever argument. Well, I think I think I made the point. Yeah. on both sides. <laughs> which, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Governments fund poor but, but, areas. But just just to say, why do we fund foreign countries when we can't fund? Like we can do both. We're we're really rich and powerful. We are able to do both. The deficit but there's no money tree, Jay. There's no magic money tree. You know, I, I saw Theresa May today nearly cry yeah. in Parliament mm-hmm. because she was going against the three-line whip. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, she was in tears because she showed a an element of humanity today. Yeah. At the thought was of, it her last bit of humanity? It may have been. Uh, no, it, I mean, I, I think it's it's you know feeling sorry for herself because the bit that she started tearing up on was the fact that she understood what it was like to have rebels vote against a three-line whip oh well she should be f***ing ashamed of herself how dare she no seriously how dare she that is just <laughs> she she's such an awful person like she waltzed around for years turning turning this country into a basket case because of her indecisiveness over the most significant foreign and domestic policy we as a country have made for a century and and she didn't cry then she didn't cry when she deported and ejected loads of british citizens from this country who should have stayed she didn't cry when she developed a policy of hostile environment for loads of poor, poor foreigners who have come to live here and make their lives here she didn't apologize when she stri- when she was part of a government which helped to strip the welfare state to its limits and the courts and the justice system to its limits and every other f-ing system that we don't want anymore but she cries over this. Yeah, it's it's 
I mean, I don't. T- it's just lies. It's yeah, I don't. I mean, lies. I mean, yeah. I mean, this sort of um, idea that she understands what these people are going through. Well, she doesn't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she should visit Grenfell Tower. You know, I, I, I think she go and go and say hello to the old residents. So hang there. on, what she was, what she was actually saying was, is that she knows how these rebels are feeling, voting no. against the. No, she the knows how to. She oh, knows. Okay. She she uh, understands how it is to be a prime minister with rebels again. But and then and, you know in a in a teary sort of way, I I, I must vote against this government. Okay, bloody blah. Well, thanks yeah. for that, Theresa. But you're completely full of shit. Yeah. Okay. I would like to apologise to Theresa May for calling. <laughs> 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 you were right. Uh, you were right, Dav. This episode is full of hate. It's, it is. It's fantastic. It's, it, I, I feel. I feel. I like mean, counselling sessions is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are going to listen to this. Go. They've lost it this week. Yeah. They've compl- They're uh, nearly there. <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm going to have to. You know those uh, stress balls That's that you, it, you yeah. just squeeze. You those stress balls. <laughs> My God. I mean, I've been, for, for for a while on this on this podcast, we've tried to be sort of diplomatic and understanding, and try and see both points of view. But no, uh, uh, not this week. No, not this week. Uh, yeah. So, so on on that basis, do you think Labour have got it right this with this vote? Because they voted against this, which is yeah. unusual. Mm. Uh, because usually it's it's you know. A, a case of abstention, or we support the government in these t- in these troubling times. But this was something that Labour and the Office of the Leadership mm-hmm. have wholeheartedly gone against. If you can't be right all the time, be right some of the time. If you can't be right some of the time, be right at least once. And this is the this one time once. where they can be. be are right. you com- are you comparing <laughs> Keir Starmer to a broken clock? Uh, possibly, but um, even a broken clock's you know. right twice a day. Well, he's wrong the rest of the time. No, he's just a ding-dong anyway, isn't he? I, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I voted for him. I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed okay. to be critical. Okay. Just like the <laughs> Who? Hey. I just, what? We got bleeped again, then. I was on about Piers. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> right. This, this episode has already clocked up the most amount of censored bleeps. I'm testing that, the any, system. Of any other... Yes, mm. well, you're testing my editing skills as well. <laughs> this is this is meant to be able to be listened to on you YouTube. You started it. <laughs> right, that's my hate-filled rant. <laughs> that was just... That was, that, was, that was me getting things off my chest because everything I've seen has just made me angry. Okay, what's next? Oh, d- oh Christ. What, what other things can we really... Uh, COVID. So oh, here I'm we go. I'm not talking about COVID. Well, I mean, it's it's sort of the last chance we can actually talk <laughs> about restrictions. What, till we all die of COVID? <laughs> no, we're not going to die. Those stats prove that, no, that, it's that going vaccines okay. are working. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are going to be petrified. Is it wrong to open up everything straight away? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a, li- a little bit more sort of caution of how much to open up and when should have been done over the next six weeks or so. Uh, but instead... The, the, the Westminster government are going uh, all in on this one yep. and every country across the world are looking at us going, wow, okay, mm. we'll just see what goes on there before they proceed. I mean, if this works, which, which genuinely, touch wood, I hope it does, Yeah, uh, Britain will be a world leader once again for yeah. something. Mm. You know, this is how to get out of the, a pandemic. World leader in vaccines. Vax, vaccinate, world leader vac- in cutting aid. And world leader in opening up. 
Yes. Y- yes. D- opening up? Yep. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Opening up like that. Yep. So, Christ, I'm not, you're going back to the oars and get Will you stop it now? <laughs> we're Honestly, we're not going to get this episode on YouTube. It's going to be that much. <laughs> Christ. So, yeah. So then, in, in terms of um, the COVID restrictions, by the time you listen to this, I mean, you might be before Monday the 19th, is it? Sorry. Before Monday the 19th. Um, we'll see how it goes. Mm. We'll see how it goes. I mean, at the moment, there's, the stats look promising. There's, there is an uptick of hospital treatments, but a lot of people have said that it's people going to hospital for a much shorter period and then coming out again. Yes. Whereas before it was... It was it long was to, weeks yeah. in, on, on ventilators and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Um, good luck, everyone. We're about to go over the edge. Over the top, boys. Over mm. the top. Unless you're in Wales. In which Unless case, you're in Wales. Yeah, in which case we're fine. It's quite all right. Well, by the time this <laughs> uh, podcast comes out, Mark Drakeford should have already given an announcement. Yeah. We suspect, based on tweets today by Mark Drakeford, that restrictions will be lifted next Monday. Mm-hmm. But to the extent we don't know, Nicola Sturgeon gave her address today to say that pretty much they're going to level zero, which is completely open, except in Scotland they're going to still promote the use of masks, uh, social distancing, Mm -hmm. um, cleanliness. I mean, as though that has to be mandated for... I'm going to keep wearing my mask regardless, I think. I think I think in certain situations I will. Yeah, I mean, when I'm going to be around Mm -hmm. old people in confined spaces, Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, if I'm around young people in confined spaces, I'm probably not. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, statistically, I won't feel so guilty. Mm. I know. It will be good. It'll be good. <laughs> it'll be good for more businesses that they've got that extra flexibility to not have to always socially. Because like, some businesses are having to be, be severely as, cut. as yeah. cinemas, distance, as restaurants, yeah, as tiny shops, theatres. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the arts have suffered horrifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the arts need a break now. So if you've got any views on this subject, then by all means, get in touch. So it's labourpod at gmail.com. Right, moving on to the next thing, because this podcast is starting to take forever. Um, oh, but just as a quick mention, so there's no money for international aid, uh, but there is money for a royal yacht, which is um, which is brilliant. Fantastic. Great. This might give me a brain aneurysm. Why? <laughs> I just don't. I just don't understand at all. Well, the, the the concept of a royal yacht. Well, what it is, yeah. it's a it's a big boat that's done out very posh. Big they, waste of time. And then they stick all the royal family on it and sail it across the seven seas yep. to different countries that used to be a part of the empire. That's what they do. Yep. Because that is now the trade negotiations that are being fought for. Mm-hmm. Are they going to send her on a yacht? Well, I don't know if they're going to send. Trade her, well, I don't know if they're going to send her on the yacht, but certainly mm. the younger members. They tried to name it as the Prince Philip, didn't they? And the palace said, no, you're not doing that. Why? I don't know. Well, but yeah, because <laughs> cause it was... All, a bit awkward. All, yeah. the, all the yachts were named after... Uh, it's called Britannia. Yacht Britannia, weren't they? Were they? Hmm. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you don't think it's a worthwhile investment? No. So it has come out... By the way, just so everyone knows, it has come out of the budget for the Royal Navy. It's it's one of It's one of theirs. Yes. So technically, it's not a royal yacht; it's a governmental yacht. Yes. And that's being used for mm-hmm. royal purposes. Well, it used to be. Yes, it would be an HMY, won't it? Her Majesty's Yacht Britannia. Yes. And, but that's how it was before. It was funded by the navy. Was the it government? Yeah. 
All right, I thought it, I thought it came out of the roll budget. Nope. The awkward thing about our system is that all of the government's money is the, also the Queen's money, <laughs> so we can they can just slosh it around and move it around how they want. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, lastly, so before we actually disappear, uh, the BBC. So the, so uh the B, so the head of um news job has come up or, or politics job in the BBC has come oh, up right. and a producer on Newsnight has applied for the job uh a Jess Brammer oh, who yeah, used I've to be the that. editor of mm. the Huffington, Huffington Post mm-hmm. uh her appointment was objected to by Robbie Gibb mm-hmm. who is Theresa May's a stooge in the BBC uh, Board of Governors. Oh, right. And has objected to the appointment based on political grounds. Oh, because the Huffington Post is a left-wing rag? Yes. Right, I see. Okay. And this person is obviously... I'd like to apologise to the Huffington Post uh, <laughs> for calling it a left-wing rag. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, hate and apologies. <laughs> that's it. That's, what, that's the name <laughs> of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, and um, yeah, this uh, Robbie Gibb is one of the people who helped found GB News. And he's a governor on the BBC? And he's to do with the BBC. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, so... I hate this country. No, I don't. That's not true. Don't edit that (laughs) out of context. Right, you're going to have to do an apology. (laughs) I apologise to this country uh, (laughs) for saying I hate it. (laughs) Yeah, you unpatriotic person. Yeah. How dare you say you hate... Which country, though? Oh, and just you guys decide. England (laughs) or United Kingdom or Great Britain. Well... Because people say that this this should be reverted to and it should all be great britain and nothing well, else if they're gonna you know eliminate wales as a country and say it's no longer a country then i would posit that's the, that's the case yeah because well, yeah, that's as well that's official yeah. that's, that's official guidance yeah. to the to, to whitehall staff yeah. and i would posit that that's that should happen with england as well <laughs> so you know <laughs> oh self-hating englishman <laughs> i'm not an englishman i'm i'm english i don't think i'm you're I'm not a man that, i'm not that patriotic. you're well. still a child petulant yeah, yeah, mm. quite possibly. So yeah, so it's oh, a good. Touche. <laughs> so um, on on this um, on this subject, do, do you think that government interference in the running of the BBC has gone a little bit too far now? And especially when that same stooge is setting up uh, blatant right wing news channels against BBC News. Um, it's corruption behind the scenes that people should always be concerned about you know when it comes to bbc a lot of people say oh well you know they a lot of right-wing people call it left-wing a lot of left-wing people call it right-wing so it must get the balance right that's arguably the case but there are a lot of goings on behind the scenes such as the one you mentioned which calls into question i mean i mean what's going on this this uh what's her name jess brammer yeah i mean she could be completely the wrong person for the job yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know that. I haven't looked at her CV, and mm. I'm not going to make an assumption on her, her abilities. Yeah. She might not be able. It mm. might be. It might be a case that it's just that this has been. This story has been portrayed that an objection has come from Theresa May Stooge in, uh, yeah. in in the governor's mm. room. So it does. It does seem very suspicious on that on that slide. If he'd have, he'd have said no, this person, this Jess person is. Um, not able because of professional reasons. Because no, that work isn't wasn't brilliant. No, she can't handle the pressure. Bloody blah, blah. As a, as an employer or mm. as a potential employer, then it would have been, it wouldn't have been seen in such a way. But to do it so blatantly, yeah, that, that there's there's not even any um, denials of the fact. 
Well, that's concerning, isn't it? There's no denials. I mean, this is a trick of this government. They just don't deny anything anymore. They don't have to. No, it's all fine. They they do continuous lies. Yep. We're doing great. Don't worry continuous about it. Continuous lies yep. that would bring most governments and ministerial positions into disrepute. Yep. When most, you know, it's certainly conservative governments of the past... Their ministers would have resigned and, and respectfully. Labor, and Labour governments. And Labour. No, no, no. But I'm, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying Tory mm. on this side because the even, ones, yeah. even as much as as some horrific things they've done in the past, there was an honour to it. They did. They did. They were. They were so serious about keeping oh, the, yeah. the honourable side of the position. Out, they they stepped aside. They did Absolutely. the and they yeah. didn't. It's done yeah. doing the honourable thing. Mm. Um, but even the Tories aren't, and they they they've always been the ones to push this idea of of tradition mm. and consistency and continuity, and especially when it comes to the government, because no one person is bigger than the government. No one person is bigger than the system. And that if someone is in that position where they are caught lying to the House, they remove themselves, they resign. Mm. It's, you know, it's going to turn politics into, you know, like, Americanism, where we're going to have, you know, we're going to have to have actual procedures for removing people who lie and that kind of thing, and take away the whole notion of honor, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but we've got it to is, remember it, it, how, why it was needed because these people lied yes. during a pandemic, during and a, everything a, else. It's yeah. not. It's not just. It's not just through the pandemic. No, mm. it's it's there's so many. Uh, and there was a, a video by Peter. Oh, I can't. Oh, Stavanovich. Yes, I can't mm. pronounce it. Say it again. Stavanovich. S- yeah, I'll keep saying it different ways until yeah, I've proven I, that I, I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very sorry, mate. But I, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great video, though. It's a fantastic video. It's it's had twenty five million views. Mm. Uh, there was a great bit on uh, Good Morning Britain. Yeah, um, with Alistair Campbell. Yeah. And <laughs> even Alistair, even Alistair Campbell, I was rooting for him on that mm. one. Even even, it, and I'm, I'm I'm not necessarily a fan of his, but. I was, I was, I was with him all the way in in that interview with mm-hmm. Boris Johnson's publicist oh, or, right. or, or, or a biographer. Oh yeah, no, and that was that, the yeah. only person mm. they could get to come in and defend the government. Yep, was his biographer and not a member of the government who yeah. who basically said yes, he lied, but he didn't mean to lie, or the lies were reasonable, and it was just sort of excuse for the for the reason why. The Prime Minister of the country lies to the House and lies to the people on a regular basis. Mm. Bit concerning that, isn't it? It was Lord Kerr, who was a judge, who um, I think, it, again, I'm, I don't want to <laughs> posthumously say that he's gone, but I think he might be dead. But um, oh, he God, said, um, I know, I'm a, I, well, I apologise to Lord Kerr unreservedly <laughs> if he's still alive, but... Um, <laughs> But um, he ba- he basically said. Um, At least you don't hate him. No, I don't. I, no, I really like him. I think he's a good judge. But um, and he he said, you know, anyone who thinks these issues are simple and easy is um, either a liar or a fool. And that's the case of Boris Johnson. He thinks it's easy to do what he's doing, and he's either a liar or a fool. And it's as simple as that. And there you go. That's Jay's sentiment for the week. Mm. So that was us for the uh, this week's edition of the Two Left Feet. The unofficial Labour Party podcast. If you've uh, liked or, or enjoyed this show, then please like, share, subscribe, and give us a comment. Get in touch. It's labourpod at gmail.com, at labourpod on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, there's plenty of platforms to choose from to listen to us and uh, subscribe, subscribe to us. 
um we, we we enjoy and encourage you to get in touch we do want this to be a more interactive podcast and would love to to hear from you guys uh yeah so as as i've seen so uh for another week for another edition from the your local friendly neighborhood counselor counselor jay bears oaks bye and for me your host with the most my name's david vaughan this has been uh, a, a, an unofficial Labour Party podcast, The Two Left Feet. So until next time, humanoids, we'll be back on the same podcast time, the same podcast channel, ready to give you another political dose of what's going on in the world of Labour in the United Kingdom. I've been David Vaughan. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.